0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 678 with our review of Free Guy. I'm Chris Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, this week, we're going to have three films for you, this review of Free Guy, which... Uh, didn't come to streaming but is now available for premium vod so now everybody has access to it if you didn't catch it when it was in theaters like we didn't and then we're also gonna have a review of the many saints of newark and also the card counter um which were all available on various platforms that we'll talk about when we get to those episodes um but yeah here it's finally here Stephen. i know you were super excited when i said i'm gonna make you watch <laughs> watch this oh, movie for
1: this review i've been i've been thrilled
0: um so steven on the podcast in the past you have you have discussed your fondness for like the monkey island games and like all that kind of stuff um but in general do you fashion yourself a video game player at all and uh was there anything even remotely tiny about this film that was interesting to you at all
1: i mean conceptually like so no i don't consider myself a video game player um I don't avoid them. I just, for some reason in my adult life, it ha- it hasn't been a thing that I spend my time doing. Um, except for the occasional rabbit hole of, you know, nostalgia for point-and-click adventure games. And then I'll play, like, Grim Fandango or Monkey Island or something for a while. Um, d- but did anything about this interest me? Sure. Like, I, I love The Truman Show. You know, I, I like ideas like this. <laughs> I, I think I was intrigued enough to me i don't know why i feel like what, was this one of those movies that there was a trailer in the before times like before COVID happened so yeah i yeah. have this feeling that i've seen the trailer a million times to the point where i hated it um <laughs> and i think that was just ingrained in my brain any anything i did to kind of shit on the idea of watching free guy was from some weird subliminal part of me that just decided i was annoyed at it i'm um, not yeah. on any basis just i don't know why like, Ryan Reynolds hasn't done anything to me. Video games haven't done anything to me. I just... The combination <laughs> just felt like, what are the odds that I will like it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think when the trailer first came out for this, um, I I thought it looked really fun. Um, you know, like, I... I do fancy myself a gamer, um, you know, I play video games every week on the reg, uh, you know, I'm, you know, it, it might be a thing that, uh, you know, podcast episodes might release on Wednesday instead of Tuesday now because of the weekly <laughs> Destiny 2 reset um, that I have to participate on Tuesday nights. Um So, you know, like I, I do enjoy playing. I, I think that for me, even watching the trailer in the before times when it came out, you know, I wasn't necessarily watching this as like, finally, games are going to be represented. Right. Like, (laughs) because no one does games truly right. You know, like it's always people are always playing in a space in video games that gamers can recognize, that outsiders um, can recognize. And this one really just looked like a very, very silly, maybe tongue in cheek film where Ryan Reynolds just gets to mess around and basically be Chris Pratt's character from the Lego movie. yeah <laughs> um and i you know'll we'll, we'll get into how that is, but i i was I was excited for when I would eventually get to see this film, and then you know it kept getting delayed and then I knew it was never going to see it in theaters and I've just been waiting for v o d to come and v o d has finally come, and we're about to find out, Stephen, if it's great, are you excited?
1: <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs>
0: good i'm glad that you are so what do you say steven what do you say we just upload the dude get ready to play some battles and uh get to the trailer for this film
1: let's do it i forget his catchphrase oh catchphrase
0: (laughs) we're gonna take a listen to the trailer for free guy and then we're gonna come back and give you a review Mondays, am I right, Joe? You said it, guy. Yeah! Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Everybody down on the ground. Hey bud,
1: you ever think that there's gotta be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Being shot at, run over, no. taken hostage. Everybody down on the ground. Today's gonna be different. Hi. God, this isn't you. You don't do this, man. Maybe I do. Joe, <laughs> this is scary.
0: He's just resting.
1: In pieces. That man is dead. He's so sleepy. And it's just the sweet That's what recreational drugs feel like? Guy, this world, it's a video game. And it's full of bad guys. I'm a rule breaker. I'm a rattle chick chick
0: chick snaker I, 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 We need you to be the good guy. Oh ah, I'm sorry! Oh, God! Oh
1: Is that a Glock in your pocket? No. What?
0: It's two Glocks. Oh! I'm not going to be the good guy. I'm going to be the great guy. Okay. Well, enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity.
1: (laughs) Off you go. Sweet.
0: All right, so that was the trailer for Free Guy. Um, basically, it is the story of this NPC named Guy um, who lives in a place called Free City, which is inside this video game where it's sort of like, you know, a mix between Grand Theft Auto and Fortnite and where you can kind of just do whatever you want, go off and do missions, blow shit up, and uh, mostly have fun. And one day, he sort of starts to uh, bridge outside of his normal pre-programmed routines as an NPC and uh, begins to become a free guy. <laughs> Stephen Miller, what did you think of Free Guy?
1: I feel like... This movie was perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> it it was better than I expected. I I will give it that upfront. I don't know why I expected it to be garbage, but for some reason I was just bracing myself for a terrible, terrible movie. And when it started, it quickly became clear. Oh, this is the Lego Movie. This is the Truman Show. This is it. Isn't doing a new story really? But it's doing a riff on it. It's doing a video game riff. And like, Ryan Reynolds is fun. The world they build is fun enough. Jokes were landing pretty early on for me. Like I was, you know, cracking up occasionally. It was it was a breezy, brisk movie. Can't complain too much about the basics of it. Can't praise too much about the basics of it either. It passed right through me. Um, <laughs> here's the problem. I think this is a totally fine, maybe even good movie at its heart with a few big flaws uh, that really hurt it for me. The first one is trifling. You and I were texting about it, but it really did distract me is it copies <laughs> the score from Paperman every time Millie is on screen. Yeah. Um, Carson was texting me about it, and he his third eye is open wide, and he thinks this is intentional. And he pointed me to a indie movie that Ryan Reynolds was in called Paperman in like 2009, and then a bunch of other Paperman connections where he's like, "I bet they're trolling." And this is like a you were also arguing that it's an Easter egg, but yeah, f- for me, something about you and I loved Paperman, right? We loved that short. We have watched it more than any reasonable human should watch a short like that. Um, and for me, it made it instantly feel like an emotional reservoir was being tapped that the movie didn't earn, and that that just felt off. Totally random, 99.9% of people who watch it are not going to feel that way. For me, it it, it felt uncanny valley when that happened. Um, yep. The bigger issue is I channeled a little bit of my inner Christopher Stacey because the mechanics <laughs> of this movie started to really bother me. Um, what I mean by that is the movie... Free City is a video game. Free Guy is a video game character. There is a real world around him. Um, The trailers do a good job of not exposing too much, so I will try to dance around it too. But I will say that we see the real world, much like in the Lego movie. There are times where we see how the real world connects to this virtual world that he is in. And the movie walks this fine line where it wants to talk about technical jargon and imply the connection between the real world and the virtual world that he is in just enough to make me be so pissed off when it breaks its own rule every like two minutes. Um, it started out with little things like whether there was a button for certain features. Um, let's say there's a scene in the trailer where someone asks if there's a Glock in his pocket. Um, yeah. There are things that imply that the everyone in this world is physically present, able to feel, see, emote, experience everything in ways that I, I get we are watching a virtual thing, you know, like the Lego movie. Like, I get you can play with this and you can um, use creativity to connect the dots. But there's something here about how hard the movie tries to tell me about the real world and its relationship to the virtual world that made me want to hold it to a higher standard that it just kept failing. And that bothered me frequently in a way that is uncharacteristic for me to care about that shit. But here it did start to get on my nerves. Um, The third problem with this movie is taika waititi every single thing about his character every (laughs) line he has whenever he is on screen uh when he says what you talking about willis Um, (laughs) everything about him drove me fucking nuts would have loved it if the movie just didn't have that character or made him be a shadowy figure that we only see once at the very end um and those are my three because otherwise i think this is a kind of sweet kind of nice movie that has some good ideas. And Ryan Reynolds is the right person to play the Chris Pratt role here. I think he brings a levity to it. I think the romantic subplot is sweet in the context of the video game world, at least. Um, yep. When we zoom out beyond that, I don't know if I care about it as much, but I but I like <laughs> it. And <there's, laughs> it is like a pure heartfelt movie that tries to just be positive and end on a happy no, like, and I, I felt fine with that, but those different things really weighed it down for me where I was like, you're fine, but you're also annoying me. And in the end, that's where I left. It's like, I, I was completely happy I watched the movie, but I feel like they really shot themselves the foot a few times.
0: I, I think this film was too obsessed with playing with multiple genres and not mm-hmm. just playing with the video game genre, right? Like you could fix 99% of the problems in this film, like the type of problems that you're complaining about, if you set this a few years in the future and we had like, uh, basically it was Ready Player One. If, yeah. if people are just jacking into the video game, you solve so many problems with totally. with jokes that are being thrown out just to be a joke that would work if this was an actual action movie that you are watching. But then you have to realize that like, no, this is an NPC that can... Let's, let's take for granted that the MP, the NPC is breaking out of its programmed uh, routines and it can do anything that this world involves, right? If the world doesn't have a physics engine that allows for a certain thing to happen, doesn't matter how sentient your ai becomes your ai is still bound by the world for which it is sitting inside of so there's a lot of stuff that this film is doing where it's like it's like yeah we sort of got this right but also we're just going to forget about that because we think this joke lands and we're going to do it because it's great and i think that as long as you can go along for that ride this is an incredibly entertaining film um i i think there, there's sort of two stories that are happening outside in the real world, right there is the there is what the two programmer characters are trying to do and then there is um the fact that they have discovered a sentient AI in code that they have written right so mm-hmm. so it, it's sort of two pieces the one of them is sort of like a jokey version of Westworld, and one of them is like a bad version of antitrust. (laughs) Some people would say antitrust is a bad version of antitrust. I happen to really enjoy that film and I think it's fun. Um, But anyways, that's beyond the point. Um, I, I think this film is too caught up in the real world story. That isn't just about what Guy is doing. But I like this idea of what happens when a really well programmed NPC is just given a little nudge Towards something like right. What if they have like a not a higher calling but like some path that they're on that They don't know about that is triggered by outside of things that that is a really fun idea um, Used very well in Westworld a show that you bounced off of (laughs) Um, But like all that aspect of this is pretty fun. I Think Ryan Reynolds is great Uh, His friend the cop guy is great as well. Like I love their chemistry anytime they are just shooting the shit doing their um there should be everything is awesome playing in the background as they just go about their daily routine um uh, that they do every single day and just have fun ordering the same coffee from the same place all of that is is really really fun and entertaining the action is is kind of fun too like there there's there are a bunch of big set pieces that even though they can be very, very brief, they still feel cool and have the action of something that's a much bigger film. There are a lot of times you're watching this and it feels better than it should be. Like, not just better... Uh, in Like, you were saying that this was, like, way better than you expected it to be. But it's, like, it's way better than it deserves to be as well. Um, but you kind of have to just push off those things that don't make sense. Like characters interacting in a world that doesn't actually allow for that interaction to take place. There is this weird... there. There's this premise that they have where inside of the game world, it's supposed to be its own real world. And the people playing the games see stuff that the NPCs don't. So there's like there's like two real worlds. It's like you, you are a gamer playing in the world. And then the things that you wear make you see the game on top of the real world of the game. And then also <laughs> there's the real world outside of the game. And there, there, yeah. it, 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 it works... It's fun for the awakening of Ryan Reynolds' character where he puts the glasses on for the first time and he can see the video game in the world that he's existed the whole time. But it, it's a weird metaphor they're going for. I mean, I guess technically it makes sense when you find out what this game world is running on top of. It makes 100% sense. But in the context of the metaphor of a game world and a NPC inside of the game world waking up to see the other part, there's something that just didn't make any sense but i think all in all i had a great time with this film um there are great i guess you can call them cameos <laughs> or they're, 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 there's at least one great regular cameo there's at
1: least one legit cameo yeah.
0: yeah but then there's also like a character who is in the film that you don't know about because they're not shown in any of the trailers who is just amazing any scene that they were in it um i yeah i just think there's so much fun in this film that i just i really really enjoyed it
1: yeah i mean i th- I, I get that. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. I think for me, so first of all, the jokes do land. Yeah, I forgot to mention Lil Rel Howery, but he is funny. Buddy and Guy are really great together whenever they're uh, <laughs> they're hanging out. I think for me, it, it isn't only the um, the mechanics of how the real world relate to the video game world that bothered me. It's also there are so many times in this movie where the stakes in the real world could be solved by obvious obvious things and the movie really really wants to show that guy is being observed and recognized by that real world like there's a a period of time where he goes viral uh, there's a period of time where everyone is wondering who is this person including everyone who works at the company that programs the video game yeah. and there it it commits what for me as a programmer is like the cardinal sin of like telling me that code exists and then completely blowing up any notion of what code means <laughs> like <laughs> like like i I, I loved. I feel like the movie we, early on, early on, it set up this idea of like the the policemen are going to come in and get guy, and like it it kind of set up a rubric for how it would work within the context of a video game movie that just occasionally jumps out of it, of like, all right, we're going to fight you in your terrain, we're going to play by the rules, and we're going to battle here, and then it forgoes that right away, and everything that happens related to computers or software or hacking or servers being booted or like all of that just made me actively annoyed whenever it happened because it it was not internally consistent and it seemed like characters should know better and the movie would too like i'm sure they i don't know they read the script to a hundred different people and they all agreed that this version would play the best for a general audience it, it just felt like uh to me they really they made it hard to Root for the real world characters that were going through that movie because it was nonsensical the things that they were doing and the stakes that they were up against yeah um
0: and and, and the really the really dumb thing too about that scene in particular um is that as film watchers, whether or not you're a video game player, you already have a metaphor for the thing they want to do that is as powerful as a quote-unquote god mode but doesn't break the system is allow the uh, we'll call them cop characters in this moment to inhabit any 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 npc right mm-hmm. like then it'd be like the actual matrix where you could be running down the street and then there's like a, there's an old woman carrying her like bag of groceries and suddenly she's an agent right they could do that same sort of thing and they yeah. could be jumping between the different npcs and taking over an npc momentarily and that would feel less universe breaking right um Mm -hmm. as somebody who does play video games and you know video games have weekly resets where the game entire game universe literally comes offline so that patches can be applied and the game universe comes back on a few hours later there's no way that somebody could on the fly program stuff that rebuilds the game world and even know what like what server you're running on (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, I also don't know, like, they're rebuilding the game world on the fly, but then they also can't, say, check if someone is a player or an NPC. Like, the the rules of what is software and what isn't. Yeah. And, by the way, what what is code and original builds and what is the risk of a... Like, there's just a the whole cloud of this doesn't make any sense yeah. um which again i'm not usually one that cares about that but for some reason in this movie it really annoyed me um even though the jokes landed a lot like i there there was a recurring gag about um someone's mom yelling from another room um yeah. and that made me laugh out loud every single time like i i, <laughs> I thought it was great i thought it was really funny uh, there's a joke about gun violence that i thought was very funny
0: in, yeah, yeah that was actually pretty in good this movie. Oh. I, I do like the 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 kid yelling to his mom. It didn't work with, for me all the time, but sometimes it definitely did. Like, there's definitely a scene where he's like, "Mom, he's coming in with the death blow." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Just that was so great.
1: Yeah. I, I just don't know why. I feel like the movie decided to put a hat on a hat and it decided having big stakes within the video game world isn't good enough. There also has to be a real world where the stakes are the whole world is watching. And that just felt like too much. I mean, it, it it's kind of like how I felt with Ready Player One, too. Like, they just loaded a little bit too much into it. And It it's fine. It is a forgivable sin. Again, I was completely okay that I watched the movie. I just, I feel like I saw glimmers of the beneath all the references and ip and stuff like that i saw glimmers of like some more pure script that if you squint and maybe look at a certain angle you can see what this movie could have been um and i feel like the whole movie could have been that and instead we only get it in glimmers
0: so so one thing that's really weird about their choice um like kind of sticking on the same subject is so this game apparently has an observer mode that anybody can just watch any part of the game at any time which doesn't make yeah. sense. There are lots of games like, you know, like MOBAs and stuff that they have specifically built in a way to observe a particular match taking place where you can have like an omniscient view of the of the playing field and kind of watch replays or do whatever you want and kind of spectate with somebody else who's playing the game. That stuff is cool. Being able to just randomly see like a directed camera angle of a random thing at a, at a particular time doesn't make any sense. But they already had built into their narrative an easy way to create that in a more creative way that, d- that wasn't universe breaking. Like, over the course of this film, multiple times we cut to Twitch streamers, right? Mm. People who, you know, play video games on their own, talk to their fans, live stream stuff. They could have had those people their characters in universe running through the game world trying to follow what guy was doing and be like, Oh, I found him. He's on 24th street or whatever. And then like running down there and like imagine like this chase where it's these like participants watching. Um, it's like if all like the Lost Boys were like chasing Peter Pan, watching him try to try to complete something right like that 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 mm-hmm. could be an interesting thing to elevate the stakes of having these characters instead of just cutting back to these Twitch streamers for like their their, um, you know, reaction shots or something like that. Like it's not it just it doesn't add anything other than like, isn't it cool that we let them be in this movie? <laughs> cool for them, obviously. Yeah.
1: And and meanwhile, rather than having an in-universe way for the camera to be there, we just see a guy with a laptop half closed go like like type three things. And then it's like, oh, yeah, now it's broadcasting and nobody can turn it off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean... Prove it can't happen. <laughs>
1: Did Tekaway TT bother you, or was I just in like a bad mood watching this movie?
0: So, so you are not the only person I have heard this from. It seems that universally, everyone hates his character. Um, the funny thing, Stephen, though, <laughs> is I, I found him very funny. <laughs> not funny, like to me, like I didn't think his jokes were funny. I thought the fact that he thought he was funny was funny to me. The way I see him is what if Michael Scott wasn't just kind of a douche, but was also an asshole, right? Like Mm. he is sort of that, uh, doesn't get it sort of silly guy, but he happens to be a guy who got rich with the most popular game on the planet and thinks that all of his ideas are great. And no one around him is willing to tell him that he's stupid um, because they're scared they're going to be fired, right? I I enjoyed just how bad he was. <laughs> but to me, I was in on the joke, and I feel like everyone else... And, and I'm not saying I got it right. I'm just saying that I watched it feeling I was in on the joke, and I giggled a lot when he was just being the worst because I was like, man, this guy's the worst, and it's hilarious. <laughs>
1: See, like, I, I don't think you are wrong to think that he is supposed to be the worst. It's just sometimes the worst is funny, and sometimes it isn't. And this time, it wasn't to me. Like the the anti-comedy still didn't work on me. I just felt like deflated
0: whenever he showed up. Gotcha, uh, and that's fair. I'm. I'm <laughs> I won't. I won't try to convince you otherwise. I just. I just definitely g- giggled. Huh. I think that's
1: all I got. <laughs> do you think so? This movie was um, certainly it began. I don't know when shooting began, but certainly it was scripted and everything before Disney bought Twentieth Century. So, yeah. do you think some of the fun this movie has with IP was just like written in after the fact to take advantage of this like new toy they had?
0: A hundred percent, quite literally. In fact, on in, in some scenes, because you'll notice that when they really dip in the IP well. It is all right at the end of the film where it'd be really easy to go like, "Hey, y'all want some of this IP?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just—it's almost as like there was just like a programmer just in there that was like, "Hey, how about I add a few of these things?" Uh, right? Like yeah. it, it felt very tacked on at the end in a way that was still funny. Like I enjoyed it. Like one of my favorite cameos in the film. <laughs> is four seconds of a certain person reacting to something that happened in the game world. I thought that I thought that yeah. show was great. But I definitely think that earlier on, there are visual things that reference various video games and type of things where, like, you get an idea of the type of thing, but it also feels like very generic IP version right. of all these things. Like, um, you know, they, they didn't really dip into the well fully. Um, they didn't go full Ready Player One with a giant, like scene with every character that's ever existed in all time just running down a hill about to do a big battle. Yeah. Cool. Um, shall we get to verdicts then, Stephen? Sure. All right. Stephen Miller, if you were going to even say must-see, record of the caveat, wait for rental, pass of the caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: I'm giving it a wait for rental, but it, like it's a positive wait for rental. It's fine. You'll probably like it. it it's nice enough. It just... <laughs> I felt like this movie could have been much more than it was. And I felt like a few big decisions made it trip over itself when it could have been just like a purely pleasant joyride. Instead, it was a movie where I always had to kind of hedge and try to not feel too annoyed on behalf of, you know, the movie that it could have been. So I, I felt let down, even though going in, my bar was low. About five minutes into the movie, my bar raised and then it failed to clear it and then I was just a little bit bitter by the end. But it, it was fine and lighthearted and nice and Ryan Reynolds is a fun leading man and I, I can't hate on it. I just... I was annoyed. It didn't live up to its full potential. It was not great.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's playing in spaces that, that could have been greater. Um, I still think it's incredibly entertaining. Um, I, I think if you cast this film differently, it would probably be an atrocious thing. <laughs> I think they like nailed it with the way they cast it cast it. Um so I'm gonna give it a reckon with a caveat um because because it's fun. I mean I can't not I can't not I couldn't not enjoy what I was watching. So um reckon with a caveat there. Uh but yeah, it, it could it have been better? Sure. Did it strive to be better? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it achieved exactly what it was going for. It's a little bit cheesy, but it's 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 fun and it's it's doing enough of what it wants to do that it's like, yeah, That was freaking great. I like that. (laughs) All right. I can't fault you.
1: I I just, all I'll say is if you're going to pull a Lego movie, stick with what the Lego movie did and don't break the fourth wall until near the end. If you break (laughs) the fourth wall too early, then you're going to have me thinking about logistics the whole time. And that just isn't going to help anybody.
0: Yeah. Cool. Oh, well, speaking of helping people, Stephen, if people want to find us at the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, People can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at Christopher in real life.com or twitter.com slash Christopher You can find the podcast over at the spoiler com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in overcast stitcher, Apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning, facebook.com slash the spoiler warning or Instagram.com slash the warning. If you want to get hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the spoiler warning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Paperman. <laughs> Twist. Nice. Um, so, hopefully, you're enjoying that. And uh, as I mentioned at the top, we've got two more episodes to record tonight. So, we will see you in the next ones. Take care, and we'll see you in a bit. Bye. Bye.